Honestly, Bilal is a must-listen for current and aspiring ophthalmologists alike. Hearing the journeys of ophthalmologists at different stages of their careers has been both informative and inspiring. In sharing people's stories, this platform has further connected the ophthalmology community in a time where face-to-face connection is hard to come by. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Honestly Bilal, the show for the aspiring ophthalmologist, where I sit down and talk with medical students who are interested in ophthalmology, with residents who are training in ophthalmology, and with current ophthalmologists in the field today. My name is Bilal Ahmed, and I'm a fourth-year medical student at the University of Toledo, and this, this July, I'll be starting my residency at the University of Iowa, and today I'm joined by my guest, Gabriella Schmuder. Gabriella is a third-year medical student at uh, Sophie Davis CUNY School of Medicine, so Gabriella, welcome, and thanks for joining me. Hi, Bilal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of your channel. I've been a huge fan since the beginning. Uh, before we begin, congratulations um, on your huge match at University of Iowa. You must be so happy and relieved. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is the first episode uh, I, I've recorded in over a month now, so it's nice to kind of get uh, back in the swing of things and talking more medical students and now trying to carry out uh, your all's journey, anyone who's below me or anyone who's interested in ophthalmology. So let's start with you. I know you're interested in ophthalmology. So tell us all what got you, you know, your piqued your interest in the field, what got you, you know, into ophthalmology and, and what got your, you know, yeah, what introduced you to the field? Yeah, sure. So um, when I first entered medical school, I heard a lot of people saying uh, there's a lot of fields that we don't really see in medical school, um, things we don't really rotate in, these kind of low key fields. Um, and I remember entering medical school and thinking, well, I want to see it all. Like, I want to see everything. So I immediately off the bat kind of just picked out some of these specialties that I really didn't know much about, um, one of them being ophthalmology. And I really didn't know any ophthalmologists. Um, I picked another field like ENT derm. Like, I just picked a bunch of fields. And at my institution, um, although my medical school is great, we don't have like home programs for a lot of these different specialties, including ophthalmology. So I just figured uh, in MS1, let me just go on the internet, go on social media, Instagram, um, and just kind of explore, uh, find some ophthalmologists or ENTs, whoever it may be, and I would just email them. Uh, and I'll just email them and say, hey, like I'm a new medical student. Uh, do you mind if I just shadow you a little bit, like in clinic or surgery, whatever, whatever you'll let me do, I'm happy to do it. Um, so I emailed an ophthalmologist. He said, yeah, sure, like come into clinic, come into my OR. Like I said, okay, um, I was happy to do that. So I shouted a bunch of different fields um, just for a few days. And then um, the cataract surgeon that I shadowed um, I went to the OR, had no expectations because I had no idea about anything in ophthalmology, but I was immediately impressed um, with the cataract surgery. Uh, I had not seen anything remotely like it before. Uh, the microsurgery just got me hooked right off the bat. So um, after that, I kind of just followed the wave um, out of everything I had seen to that point. I was just an MS1. Uh, I decided to kind of keep looking into ophthalmology um, and seeing if there was anyone else um, who would let me kind of jump in and do research or uh, engage in the field and learn more about it. So at this point, uh, I was still a little bit uh, 
nervous because I really didn't know anybody uh, and I couldn't get any kind of connections through my school um, necessarily. So everything I was doing was just going on the internet, going on Instagram, going on Facebook, going on YouTube, um, and just looking up people, um, uh, interesting people at different institutions who were working on cool projects. And I would just cold email everybody, <laughs> um, say, hey, like, can I join? Can I learn more about um, what's going on? Can I just speak with you about the field? Um, so with that, that's kind of got me the cascade of meeting a lot of different people in the field uh, relatively quickly, which I'm very grateful about. I'm very grateful that so many ophthalmologists are willing to say yes and uh, talk to trainees, um, teach them more about the field. Perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. I actually didn't know that you uh, go to the medical school without a home department and somebody who went through that experience just this last cycle. I understand what it's like. I understand what it's like to have to kind of, uh, you know, think think uh, about other ways to kind of go about it. And, and I, I respect what you're doing because I know what that's like. I did the same thing uh, in this last year. And I 100% and I, and I, I agree that sometimes it takes that initiative to reach out to people and maybe even hear some no's. But for the most part, I, I was honestly surprised to hear a lot of yeses. And and you, you never know what builds off that. So kudos to you. I hope it works out in a way that you find uh, mentors that will be there for you. And hopefully you'll be that person for someone else someday too. So, uh, you know, I'm wishing you all the best in that regard. And I think that you'll be a great addition to uh, uh, this upcoming fall when you apply. So, you know, going off of that, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you mentioned, maybe some other people out there, medical students who are interested in ophthalmology are, are wondering. So, you know, I think it's really important as well to look up the names of people or, you know, find out who the names are in the field. Find out, you know, once you start looking for the information, you'll find it. Once you find out, oh, this so-and-so is affiliated with this department or this person's in my local area, I think that has a lot of power to it because it gives you an idea of what to look for. And, you know, you want to reach out to people respectfully, uh, not overdo it, want to be in the same the boundaries that are, you know, fair, honest, respectful. So do you have any advice about, um, you know, you, you seem to have picked up some, some mentors pretty quickly. Uh, was it just a matter of emailing? Was it a matter of, you know, following up with those emails? I mean, I think that's a big part of it too. So tell people about that. You started early. So anyone who's out there who's an M1 or M2, uh, tell anyone who's out there who's looking for mentors how you, how you were able to achieve it. Yeah, for sure. So one, I totally agree that your channel is like the epitome of kind of like what I'm trying to convey in that. Um, the power of the internet and social media and all this uh, really is so amazing now as a resource for students, um, for trainees to kind of connect with all these great ophthalmologists and leaders in the field um, to get advice, to kind of understand what the next step is in training, or just to answer any questions or get life wisdom even. So yes, so social media and the internet um, really, I think just going all for it, like just joining a lot of different social media, uh, following many different pages, um, kind of following hashtags and things like this, um, and just kind of getting an influx of content is very helpful. And then you mentioned like, oh, like I was getting a lot of yeses uh, from mentors, but also this is just persistence in emailing a lot of people. I mean, I emailed a lot of people who had no idea who I was. It's not like I was part of their institution or anything. I was just some kid uh, from a random medical school, like MS1, like, you know, I was sending my CV, but I know, you know, it's like people get a million emails per day. Like, why should somebody say yes to you? Mm -hmm. um, which is another, just why I'm so grateful that many uh, ophthalmologists do say yes 
but many don't and it's okay it's just because it gets lost in the emails so my tip is to uh, send a lot of emails broadly uh, don't be afraid to contact people who are relatively far from your geographic location too because today like i feel like we can collaborate a lot on projects research projects relatively remotely not everything but um you know we could get advice or wisdom from anybody really across the united states across the world um so it's very powerful uh, i felt so strongly like about this social media thing that i collaborated with some ophthalmologists and wrote an editorial about it um in journal of academic ophthalmology it was literally about social media like in ophthalmology for medical students so um you can always contact me too if you have any questions but just email broadly be persistent um try to be enthusiastic about it explain why um, you're interested or why you kind of want to just explore your, the field further in any way possible very nice yeah and, and you know going from there I, I think that's another thing is that you put yourself in a position now to where we'll see how you continue if you're starting to publish research on it i mean something that you know you understand it uh, enough to where it's become something you're you're pretty active in and passionate about so hopefully other people who are out there who are kind of wondering about the social media bug a little bit if they're interested uh, Gabriella can be a guide. Obviously, I, I'm always welcome to uh, anyone who wants to ask questions. And, and uh, you know, as somebody who's out there who, who's been in the process you've been in or about to be in, I know what it's like to uh, look for those kind of mentorships. And I think that you're doing a great job. So I can tell that you're definitely somebody who's confident when you speak. And I think that's uh, I also noticed on Instagram the other day that you have a little bit of a public speaking background. You gave your graduation speech. Uh, at your high school ceremony and your college ceremony, which I think is pretty cool. So, you know, as somebody who's always looking to uh, improve my own public speaking skills, do you have any advice, any tips on how to be a good public speaker for anybody who's, you know, maybe there's some people out there who are, who are a little nervous about speaking. Sometimes I get nervous about speaking too, even doing podcasts. It's, there's days where my like, and I speak too fast, but you know, it, it's, there's always some ways you can improve things. So any tips on how to be a good public speaker or what you've learned in your own experiences? Yeah, for sure. So, um, of course, the cliche goes practice makes perfect. So it definitely gets easier. I'm sure you uh, doing these interviews a million times at this point, it's getting easier and easier to interview and come up with questions and to speak in front of the camera, to look at the camera when you're speaking and so forth. So uh, practice definitely helps. I think that before any public speaking event, there's always going to be some nervousness just naturally um i think it's almost unavoidable i think what helps is to understand that you're about to public speak kind of let that nervousness kick in give it a little bit of time to like be nervous and then it'll subside hopefully eventually uh, by the time you start actually speaking so i hope that makes sense like kind of let the nerves kick in like let it be accept it and then uh, hopefully the nerves pass by the time you're actually up and uh, opening your mouth in front of a lot of people. <laughs> there you go. And I think another thing to keep in mind is, especially for you or anyone else who's going to be interviewing next year, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, we'll have to see. Um, but I think in my experience, just going through this process this, this fall, it felt like interviewing at times. You have those jitters, you have those nerves, but then once you start talking, it just it becomes a conversation you forget. So public speaking can be like that too, I think, in, in a way that you kind of just you know, it's good to have nerves sometimes because it makes you kind of realize what you're about to do. And then once your brain is on, you're already in that mode, you can just turn to that mode and, you know, rely on your gut instincts to carry you through. So great tips. I, I think we look forward to also seeing your maybe medical school graduation. You'll give that speech too. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, 
another cool thing uh, out of the many things that you do is that you have a food critic uh, sort of Instagram blog. So, so I know that you go around New York City and kind of review places that you like. So number one, please don't ever review my food because it'll be terrible disappointment. But <laughs> some good places to eat in New York City. How did this idea come up about the, the food blog? And, and tell, us, tell us about that, how that journey started. Yeah, sure. Um, so my program, it's like a combined seven-year BSMD. It's located in New York City. So when I started college, I was in New York City. I was super excited. Um, New York City is an incredible city if you've never been. Um, and part of that uh, incredible aspect of New York City is definitely the food. Um, the restaurants is well known in New York City are some of the best in the world. Um, all across, all across the city is a million restaurants. I think the food in New York City is not just the food. Um, it is more like an experience, sort of the atmosphere, the neighborhoods, the vibe that you get when you enter the restaurants. So I was going to a lot of them, you know, first and second year and so forth um, throughout the program, uh, just to hang out and to see friends, family. So I figured, you know, I sh it's a very common question when people ask you, oh, where should I go eat? Like, do you know any good place downtown or uptown or wherever it may be? So, and I always took pictures of food, not excessively, but you know, sometimes the food is so good, you gotta take a picture. So all of this came together and I just figured out, like, let me start posting it and talking about it and how I felt about it. So I made a little blog, uh, it's just like a hobby, but I put a bunch of different restaurants on there, nice pictures, I try to put nice pictures. Uh, and then also made the Instagram, because Instagram is like the, the food hub. Like if you're going to find out where to go to eat, Instagram is definitely the place. So uh, this is how it started. And I've been doing it since like, a, you know, on and off since about second year, first year of college. So it's a lot of fun. I get a, I get a kick out of it. <laughs> awesome. So, so Gabriella, you know, I really encourage you uh, in this process going forward to keep doing what you're doing. I think you're going to have a great, great successful match. Uh, can't wait to see where you end up. And it's kind of weird to say that now because you're the next cycle now. So that'll be exciting. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media, whether it's your uh, Instagram page or whether you're, it's your food blog page. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, my Instagram, my personal Instagram, but it's really public, uh, is Gabby Schmuder. Um, and then we could link it below, I guess. Sure. And, and uh, my food blog page is called Gabby's Choice. On Instagram, it's uh, Gabby's Choice NY. That's the handle. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you could feel free to follow me. I'm happy to answer questions if I could help. I mean, I'm still an MS3. I'm still figuring out all this stuff myself, but if I could help like MS1s or MS2s, especially if you don't have an ophthalmology program, don't feel limited. I mean, Bilal, you're like the king of this too. Um, you know, don't feel limited by not having an ophthalmology home residency or institution or program. Um, you have options, you have opportunities. And you can definitely learn a lot about the field and get involved in the field. Um, well, so. No, perfect. Well said. I can't add anything more to that. And so, Gabrielle, I want to thank you one more time for joining me. Uh, can't wait to meet you in person someday and uh, reach out anytime. Thank you so much for having me, Bull. And huge congratulations again. I hope you've been celebrating like nonstop since, since your match. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, we'll talk soon. All right. Take Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Honestly Bilal. You can find the video format of these interviews on the Honestly Bilal YouTube channel. For all the latest updates on chats with future guests, 
Follow me on Twitter at Bilal underscore 1712 and on Instagram at Honestly Bilal. Thanks and chat with you soon.